Hello, and welcome back to the Innovators Podcast. Today, we interviewed Lisa Shimcat. Lisa is the state director for the Iowa Small Business Development Center, or SBDC. I really enjoyed my conversation with Lisa. We were able to go over some of her job responsibilities, as well as what the big picture of innovation is within the SBDC. She also provided some advice for people looking to have a mentor. Continue listening to hear more. We're here today with Lisa Shimcat, who is the director of the SBDC at Iowa State University. Lisa, I'm going to go ahead and have you just introduce yourself a little bit more, explain kind of what your role is, and just a little bit more about Lisa. Sure. So Lisa Shimcat, Iowa State University Small Business Development Center. We are the statewide host. Um, I'm actually a graduate of Iowa State as well. I went to Iowa Central up in Fort Dodge first, then went to Iowa State. My background, how I started out, was more so in um, agricultural rebuilder. I was a uh, ops manager, which it's one of those things that, you know, you go to school, you get your degree, but I didn't really have a career path when I started out. So mm-hmm. it was, it's really interesting now being where I am um, with all of the different experiences. It really adds to my success in this role uh, because being with the Small Business Development Center, we have so many different businesses we work with from everything from the startup, maybe a quilt shop to working with wastewater and algae to make safe drinking water. It's amazing the types of innovation that we have going on through here and across the state. Mm -hmm, For sure. Did you know that you wanted to stay in the Ames community? I know you're living in Fort Dodge, but you're driving to Ames, working in that setting. So obviously you have a heart in Ames. Um, What was that kind of connection like staying um, with your university? Um, I tell you what, it was it was great. Uh, when this opportunity came up, I had been with the Small Business Development Centers in Fort Dodge for about seven years before this. The opportunity came up in the role of state director. And I thought, you know what? I have the experience. I'm going to go for it. I'm really excited to take over this role. And, you know, anytime you come into a role in the same company, you have that list of all right, I'm going to change these things right here. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of things that we did out in the field that, you know, we needed to kind of maybe pull it into the state office. So that was pretty great there. Um, now, as far as the drive, it is <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes, uh, as long as the roads are not closed. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, at first glance, many people say, gosh, how do you do such a long drive? But I enjoy the windshield time. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being able to think about the opportunities, kind of percolate some other ideas, and maybe think about how we can look at different opportunities that have presented themselves. So it is great. The other part is I'm on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Last week I was in Newton, Des Moines, Mason City, headed to Sioux City next week. So it's really interesting being able to get out on the road. And that was the other part of it too. I grew up in rural Iowa. Now I moved away. Mm-hmm. I lived by Chicago. I lived by I lived in Myrtle Beach, even though I don't like seafood. Uh, I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. So you go three miles in Atlanta, Georgia, that might take you a half hour. Right. So the time itself wasn't really it for me. It was just it's a very de-stressing drive nope. for me. But being able to get out on the road, we also had to show our rural areas that we're here for you too. The Iowa State is not just in Ames. Mm-hmm. Iowa State is the statewide host for the SBDC. So that's why we needed to make sure we got out there and we show people that no matter where you are in the state, 
the small business development centers are there. And that's what we really needed to get across. Awesome. Yeah. I My similar connection to the driving aspect of it was when I was in Omaha interning for the World Series, I had like a 20-minute commute. And being in Ames, student names, you can get anywhere in five minutes. So I never right. really considered having a commute. And I'm saying 20 minutes like that even means anything. But I kind of found the same thing where people say, oh, you get your best ideas in the shower. When you're just on the road, that was my time to call whoever I needed to call, have all the conversation, be able to do the reflective piece of the day. So I think that that's a good kind of outlet for you to get some of those ideas out. And then, yeah, as you were mentioning, just show the face that we're willing to travel across Iowa and to have that whole perspective. I think when you get into kind of bigger states, they might not have that same kind of face to be able to say, no, I've been from north to south, from east to west. I've been everywhere, and I can have that whole perspective of what Iowa is and what all they have to offer. And Absolutely. I really liked your point about Iowa State, too. I think that uh, that's unique about Iowa State is that we're willing to have a face in so many different capacities outside of just Ames. And one thing I want to add to that, too, is no one entity can do it alone. And Iowa State recognizes that. And so that's why with the on the SBDC side, we partner with 11 community colleges and mm -hmm. the other two regions so that we can make sure that you have that local connection while still having a statewide program. Mm -hmm. What's that collaboration piece like? You're in so many different areas and you're trying to get all these different entities to work together. Obviously, there's a common goal, but what is that communication or collaboration like amongst communities? It, it actually is very different every community you go to. Mm -hmm. um, we have some of our small communities that, one example is Manning, Iowa. Um, that used to be part of my territory. I loved going to Manning because no matter what idea came in front of them, they said, yep, we can do it. Mm -hmm. And then they would figure out how to make it happen. That solution-oriented has started to spread. And that's been very, very good for economic development across the state. It's been really good for small businesses and having more support for small businesses across the state. I think over the last 15 years, we've seen a shift in the state from more siloed and everybody trying to kind of eke out their territory right. to more collaborative, collaborative because you have to collaborate. Mm -hmm. You made a point. Um, you know, we're not the Floridas. We're not the New Yorks. We're not the Atlanta Georgias. Many times in the joke is, you know, people say, well, we're flyover country. But the thing is, we are rattling the cage nationally to say, look at us. Look at what we can do. Yeah. We are more than just smokestacks, and we are more than just silos. And so that's where we really wanted to step up. And, you know, you look at it from the national, so break it down in the state. You have a lot of, uh, you know, folks that might think, oh, it's all about Des Moines or it's all about Dubuque or, or what have you. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we know where Fenton, Iowa is. We know uh, where Washington, Iowa is. And so that's where we needed to make sure to build that trust as well. So it's it's been great. I think the silos are gone. I think you have more and more organizations really working to have a successful state. For sure. So a comparison that might be laughable, I don't even know if this is applicable, but would you consider maybe at this point Iowa to be sort of an underdog? Like you're, I'm proving myself, like let me show you what we got kind of to the same uh, narrative and does that kind of fire your role up, like gets you excited to be able to do what you're doing every day? It really does. Mm -hmm. And I think that's even changed in the last five years. Sure. We have other states now that come to us and say, hey, can you show us how you're doing this? Mm -hmm. How are you guys doing that? It's also part of how we've been better at telling our story. We don't tell our story well enough. We are very humble. Mm -hmm. If somebody says, well, talk about yourself. Oh, gosh, you know, it's not about me. It's, it's something else. 
but we need to tell our story. Right. And there are so many times people will say too, oh, we're the best kept secret, or you know, our community is the best kept secret. Well, that needs to come to an end. Yeah, we don't wanna be a secret anymore. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so that's where it's you know, taking a seat at the front of the auditorium and saying, hey, that's right, we're here and we're here to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people will underestimate us, but we are getting a lot of that recognition, national recognition, and we have our counterparts coming to us. I mm-hmm. love it when Florida calls and says, hey, um, I heard you were doing this. Can you send us a copy of what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's great, and especially with as small a state as we are. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to kind of rely on each other. And teamwork, uh, what's that saying? Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I know probably everybody out there rolling their eyes. But <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what it truly is about, everybody working together. Right. So in a leadership role as you're in, what is that kind of like? I mean, other organizations or businesses there's a stature within themselves. They're trying to prove there's a certain range. You're in this bubble of careers or whatever you're working on. Your bubble is globally. Your bubble is having a huge impact on the world. So what is kind of that, I mean, that's gotta be intimidating, that's gotta be something that you're either proud of. Like what is that kind of experience like when you have a national stage that you're producing for? You know, I guess you just take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And you look at, here's what's in front of me, here's what I can do. I, I think I would probably attribute some of it back to years ago, and here I'll, I'll get to how I run the program, but years <laughs> ago I was at a presentation that I'm pretty sure my boss couldn't go to. And so here I am in my 20s sitting there, and this person got up in front and said, you know, I started out in the mailroom of this company, mm-hmm. and now I'm CFO. And it was like, wow, that's great. So how did you do that? And what they said is a lot of times people would come to me and say, hey, we need somebody to do this. And she said, the first thing I do is look them in the eye and say, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Not even knowing maybe what Not you even knowing how for. to do it. <laughs> exactly. And after they leave, she's like, all right, now we got to figure out how to do it. But it's funny how when you, you know, are put up, up there and you have that fire um, to produce and they're saying, okay, you said you can do this. Now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That you find a way. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different opportunities. But A lot of people say, oh, gosh, you need to think outside the box. But I I would argue, why do we need to have a box? Why can't we just redefine the game board and and pick and choose how we're going to move forward and do it the best way possible, I guess? Mm -hmm. Um, Having impact, uh, you know, I guess we do a a lot. Um, We have international companies. We have your small companies. I think the most rewarding thing for me though, you know, I know you're talking global impact and we have that, but the most rewarding is when I drive down a main street and I see a business that we've helped. That's cool. Um, You know, at the end of the day, these small rural towns, they need those main street businesses. They need businesses to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more satisfying than seeing a small business in a small town start up and then seeing that town rally around it. Mm -hmm. That is why I do what I do. That's super cool. And it is even making me connect back to, so I had a conversation before about kind of what innovation means. And this is the Innovators Podcast. And so we're talking innovation all the time. Yep. And before starting this podcast, I kind of was, I didn't really maybe understand what innovation was. And I was thinking, oh, there's a scientist in a lab and they're creating this crazy new potion or whatever it is. And then when you really tailor down to what the word means and where it can be seen, I just did the same thing talking with you now. I'm thinking, 
globally, there's all these different things, but to bring it down and say, there's innovation happening next door at a mom pop shop, or there's Absolutely. something happening, kind of what we were saying before in rural Iowa. And that's when the word innovation starts to kind of mean more to what you're doing and there's more weight to it. Um, if you were going to describe innovation at this point, how would you, how would you even define that? You know, it, it's one of those things that we've had a lot of people define it many different ways. Right. So innovation, yes. <laughs> it, it, it's like the word entrepreneurship. How do right. you define entrepreneurship? Innovation is coming up with something new, uh, something that will solve a solution that there isn't one for. Mm-hmm. I want to add in one more part to that. It's innovation with a cause. And when we look at some of these innovative things that are happening, specifically in rural Iowa, and I know you had the rural business innovators with Ethan here, Mm -hmm. there are so many things that rural entrepreneurs come up with to um, answer the quest for that. We have a problem. We need a solution. And they say, okay, here's the solution. And you know what? They make the solution, and then they keep going on with what they do. And that's where we started reaching out and saying, okay, you know what? This is marketable. We can sell this to a Fortune 500 company. We can expand this. We can look at some intellectual property rights on this. And finding those solutions that have been provided out in rural Iowa and find ways that we can market it to the rest of the world so we can share those great pieces with with others is Mm -hmm. what we're really trying to do. Innovation happens when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, great innovation comes off the universities as well. Um, and we see that through a lot of the companies coming through, whether it's you know students coming off or off the universities or even professors coming off the universities. At the same time, what we wanted to do is coming off a university, you have a lot of resources, meaning you have other professors, you have other programs at the university you can tap into. In rural areas, you don't have that. You might not even have good broadband access. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to change that? That's why we inverted everything and pushed the instruction out. We pushed the training out to help them figure out, is it something we can capitalize on? Because innovation in rural Iowa, what we wanted to do was maximize the wealth and create more wealth Mm -hmm. for our rural areas so that we can sustain that vitality. Mm -hmm. So that kind of leads me into the next big question that I was going to ask you was when you're considering your role and considering what your day-to-day is would you consider yourself the innovator you're the one that's creating these opportunities or are you the facilitator of innovation are you the one that's helping the innovators because it can kind of be seen in both ways you have a vision that is innovative for the state of Iowa and for rural communities but you're also assisting the innovators so if you had to pick a role or I mean you can answer both too I guess because it kind of goes in both hands but how would you classify your own role of innovation? I would say more so uh, when it comes to helping the businesses out there and the innovators out there we're facilitating that. Mm -hmm. We are connecting the dots for them because think about if you went to a new town and you had to figure out who the big communicator or influencer was in that town. You have to start asking people. You ask this person, they say go to that person, and so on and so forth. Instead, we want to reduce that runway and hopefully um, minimize some of the risk. That's what we see our role as. Now, as far as our statewide program, um, I would I just really appreciate my staff because I come up with these uh, ideas that have never been done before. And um, at the beginning, I remember some of my staff that were new, they'd look at me and say, oh, 
<laughs> okay. Um, so you do not, do you know how we're going to do that? Not and yet. <laughs> not yet, but yeah. we're going to figure out a way and yeah. you kind of just lay it out like any plan, any map. All mm -hmm. right. So we're going to go from A to B. What are the gaps? Who can we bring in to help us get there? And how are we going to make it happen? Right. So then within that leadership kind of role in the team aspect, what kind of people are you looking for to have on your team? What is part of the fire of working for SBDC and having that kind of motivation? What, what person is that? Somebody that is willing to dig and keep looking for answers, keep looking for solutions. Um, somebody who maybe has a hunger to find out more about business mm -hmm. and how it ticks, how it works. It's amazing. And it's somebody who is good at puzzles. Because you know what? Um, if you've ever put a puzzle together that you don't have the picture of, um, that's literally what we do every day. Mm -hmm. But at the end, when you get that picture put together, it's almost like that mic drop of, that's right, we did it, we helped somebody else. And then you have to say, all right, now we go to the next person. Mm -hmm. And that's what I look for. The other thing is, I do have a rule that if you come to me with maybe a complaint, have a solution. Right. Because if you complain, you kind of get into that um, whirlpool of despair, they call it. Uh, but that's not where we need to be because the thing is, we only have so much time in every day. Mm -hmm. And if we're spending too much time on the complaining side, we're not going to get done what we need to get done. Right. So having somebody that says, okay, you know what? I just need a vent for a second. Here's what I have. But here's the solution I came up with. I don't care if it is completely off the wall. Because you know what? Sometimes you take those off the wall solutions, you tweak them a little bit, and you have something you can work with. Right. And that's what is really pushing us as a state forward, is being able to find those solutions. Mm -hmm. What is kind of the difference? So the way that I'm viewing a lot of the positions within SBDC is that you have your technical solutions. You have the things that you know are going to help small businesses. You can sit and work on who, who, who are the consumers, who are the customers, how are we going to benefit them, what are the finances of all of it, and those there is a solution you can sit down and do the technicalities of that. But then there also needs to be, as we've mentioned, the drive and the passion to think outside the box and to be creative. And so it seems as if there is a very fine line between being able to go back and forth. What would you say is more of, obviously your passion is for the creative side of it. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance doing both? The focus on facts is the easy part. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's also the part that not many people like doing. Right. You know, the technical side, the, oh my goodness, dot the I's, cross the T's, this is what we need to do. Here's what the funder wants. Here's what the venture capitalist wants. But when you're taking a look at it and trying to find those solutions, it's about finding that crazy solution out there and pulling it back in. A lot of our folks out there in the field, they may have worked with somebody who a solution for point person A maybe it ended up not working for them, but guess what? It might work for person B. Mm -hmm. And that's where you need a, you know, you also kind of get that Rolodex, which is probably too old a term to be using here, but <laughs> uh, that Rolodex of different ideas and ways you could really dig into things. Now, um, another thing with that, as we are helping uh, a lot of different businesses out there, we also can be that connector for one business to another business. Mm -hmm. And maybe those two businesses together can find creative ways for solutions for their company. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to really do. Uh, I tell you what, as a team though, having our team out there in the field, every single one of our directors is completely different. But the nice thing about it is, 
the strengths that somebody has might be a weakness of somebody else so they can work together. Mm -hmm. So you're getting not only just one person, but you're getting a team of over 20 folks out there that really have a lot of experience, a lot of years working with innovators, and they know how to find solutions. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That, no, that's cool. It just kind of supports, again, that whole narrative of this is one big team, and we're really all on the same team when you think about it as far as success of small businesses in Iowa. Everybody wants the same thing for that. So it's kind Absolutely. of, it's a cool tie to everything what your office is doing and what the different um, people within the game are all doing. It's it's exciting to see. You know, I don't have a typical day. <laughs> sure. Um, I remember back early in my career, I worked for Jacobson Companies down in Des Moines, and I did accounting. I Not only did I do that, I did accounts payable, so only one aspect of accounting. Mm -hmm. So every Monday I opened the mail, every Tuesday I alphabetized the bills, every Wednesday I would put them in the system. So it was every day I had the same things. Right. So today, I came in and I started working on different options that we could put together for our big program tomorrow on inclusivity. At the same time, I had a 9.30 meeting that they said, oh, hey, we'd also like to see this, this, and this when we fly in from DC. And my response, absolutely. Right. So then all of a sudden now, I need to find some more business owners. I need to find some more things that they want to do and so on. And I have less than 24 hours to put it together. I also had a couple mentoring uh, phone calls or Zoom calls, I guess you could say, with some mm -hmm. team members, just so we can brainstorm some of the things they're doing. Right. It might be somebody who is already been has been with our system for five, 10 years. But sometimes you just need that somebody else to bounce those ideas off of, okay, you know what, I'm stuck. Here's where I'm at. What can we do to change it? How right. can we change the position we're in? Absolutely, here's what we can do. Mm -hmm. um, and in between it, um, just answering some questions for staff as they're here. Now, every once in a while, we could have a business owner. I have one business owner that texted me and said, hey, can you give me a call? I just have a couple questions. Absolutely. Right. So do I have a typical day? Um, I could say yes. My typical day is I have a plan. Right. <laughs> and I don't get to put that plan into action. Um, I might get little bits and pieces of it, but, but that's what I love mm -hmm. because it's different, because it challenges me. And literally it, every day there's something new that comes that it's, a, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to find a solution that nobody else has been able to find yet. And that's what I love. And I think that's what has made our success possible is that as a team and through our, the assistance of Iowa State and our other regions and the community college network, we've been able to find solutions that were there the whole time, but nobody had really put those two pieces of the puzzle together. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of the whole successful people are able to just create a plan out of whatever it is and roll with the punches. There's never gonna be a normal day, but like you mentioned, there's a way to find what you need out of the day yes. without a schedule and without the pressure of saying, okay, now I'm going to do this step and I have to stick to a certain thing. So I think that it's helpful to be able to roll with the punches. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if I had to give, um, or I had the opportunity to give somebody advice, I would say the first thing is to be present. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how busy you are. If you are constantly dismissing people or giving them only part of your attention, people remember that and you're not doing a service 
to anyone at that point. Mm -hmm. So even if it takes you a little bit longer in the day to get everything done, even if maybe there's a Saturday morning that um, instead of reading a book, you're returning emails, that's just part of it. Mm -hmm. But you know that you've been present, you've been there, and people remember that, and you're able to then help later on. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier, too, meeting with some of your mentors and with all the crazy schedule, and maybe you're working on a Saturday, who have been kind of those people that have been mentors in your own life as far as, look, I am having a stressful day and I do need to vent somebody and maybe it's not work-related. I just need someone to talk to about this. Who are some of those people in your life? You know, the one of the first ones I ever had um, was 19 years ago. And I remember literally just going up to him and saying, okay, you know what, I need you to be my mentor. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and said, well, nobody's ever asked me. So, well, good. <laughs> then I'm the first. Yeah. Um, but uh, he taught me a lot of things. And one of the first things he told me was, build your network. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you need to do. Because it leads into the second thing. Realize that you're not the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And if you can find the answer, though, it doesn't mean you have to have the answer, but you just need to know where to go. And having that network is going to add to that. And that's helped with a lot of the innovation and the opportunities we've provided for businesses. And the third thing was to never stop educating yourself. That is one thing that I absolutely love. And there are so many things I've learned now about different businesses. I've I've been in the agricultural rebuilder world. I learned about TAs. I learned about clutches and that all of that, you know, I, my dad was a farmer. He taught econ. Um, we've worked with businesses. I worked with a quilt shop, which I didn't know any of the words. I didn't know what a long arm was. I didn't know what a kit was. I didn't know what potions were. And I might be using that word wrong too. <laughs> but, um, and then you have somebody that has high tech. I knew some of it, but I didn't know all of it. And so it's also about then digging in, you know, from what the mentor has said, is digging in and asking why, why, why. Why do you need to know this? Why is that important? And when you understand the why, you understand that motivation. And then you can really help that person instead of just that cursory, okay, question, solution. No, let's take a step back. Let's look into the back end of it. Mm -hmm. Another mentor I had uh, was one of the first ones that also said, you need to slow down a little. (laughs) Um, I've been told the same thing, (laughs) so I can totally relate to that. (laughs) Just take two steps back. It's fine. Everything will be okay. I know. And it is. And I have found myself now giving more people that advice, but taking a minute to breathe Mm -hmm. and realizing that, okay, you know what? I don't have to solve it this second. Now, I want to solve it this hour, though. Um, So I'm getting better at that. But uh, um, no. Knowing that, build your network, never stop educating yourself, and realizing you're not the smartest person in the room um, was great advice. And then having a mentor that, yep, I could say, okay, I get that it's 6 a.m., but I'm driving right now, and I just need to figure out, all right, here's some things that came up. Here's how I want to handle it. What do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, bouncing those ideas off. Sometimes you take the advice, sometimes you don't, but you just like having to have somebody to bounce it off. Mm -hmm. I recommend anybody out there, if you don't have a mentor already, you go up to somebody and say, you know what, I want you to be my mentor. Mm -hmm. Just pick them. Just pick them. Yep. That's what one of the things, um, as you're mentioning, I was thinking about being at the research park here and knowing, yeah, I am not, I'm just an intern. I'm not the smartest person in the room. I, I have no idea a lot of the time what people are talking about, but kind of connecting to some of your points about, I think that it's acceptable to say I'm going to go into this room where I know nothing and I'm going to come out just having learned something. You don't need, there's a point to ask question and ask why, but doing that 
internally too and just saying, I don't know, but I'm just going to listen attentively and figure it out hopefully. And then if there's more questions to come up from that, you can always have an opportunity to do that. But that's been one of the coolest things. And maybe you can talk more about this too, about just being out here at the research park is there's always new ideas coming in and new technologies and there's things I've never heard of and stuff always going in and out. And so there's an opportunity sometimes to just sit in the research park and say, I'm just going to let the information come to me, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to ask what's going on and just sit around and figure it out. What's that been like having an office where it's in such an innovative environment? It's been fabulous. It has absolutely been fabulous. And it's helped connect us more to community. And I don't mean just the community here, but to understand maybe the workings of uh, some of the communities out there across the state. One of the things that's been great to do about this building is you have like us and the Papa John Center, we're right there. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to say that we always walk around the office doors to go talk, but sometimes we are yelling over the top <laughs> since we have the open office concept. It happens. Um, but, you know, we have one million cups come out here. If you mm -hmm. haven't been to that, I encourage people to go. I think it's every Wednesday morning and you get to meet a new innovator. You get to meet them. You get to talk to them, see what they do, support them. I think the number one thing is to support them. Now, maybe it's buying their product, maybe it's listening to them, going to their social media, you know, helping them out in some way. It doesn't have to always cost money. But also, if if you even just want to be involved, there are so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. We have pitch competitions all the time. Highly recommend those. If you ever see an advertisement for a pitch competition to go sit in on, do it. They're so cool. Uh, it's real life Shark Tank. You're right yes. there in front of them. Mm -hmm. And it is so amazing. You think, you listen, and all of a sudden, oh, that's a great idea. Wish I would have thought of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but fun. then you can kind of get excited, and maybe one of those ideas you have experience with. Mm -hmm. Go up to them and say, you know what? I'd love to bend your ear for a little while so I can talk to you about my experience that might help you out. Mm -hmm. The pitch absolutely get out there and go to those different pitch options. Um, we have the Student Innovation Center on campus and we kind of go back and forth between those two. It's about supporting innovation, whether right. it's from students, whether it's from faculty or our clients coming in from across the state. A big thing is, is for the community out there to show support for it. Um, being located here has been great because we can have those quick conversations. We can get people connected more quickly, mm -hmm. whether it's through the Office of Intellectual Property, whether it's SBDC, Papa John, the SciStarters program, SciBiz. There's so many different options. And to have us right here has been great. Mm -hmm. It also gives us the opportunity to see from, even if it's from a distance, some of the great things that are happening and we get to see them grow. I think that's the thing that is the most exciting about it is watching them grow, watching them find those aha moments and really start making some traction in their industry. Mm -hmm. And it's been cool to see how many people are in support of that. I took entrepreneur class just to see what it was all about. And then to see all of the different businesses or different organizations that you just kind of mentioned who are, we want to help you. How can we help right. you? Come talk to us. And just the step that students need to take of asking for it, I think is huge. And being in that environment, just kind of like saying the same information over again, ask for help, ask for help, reach yes. out to people. Um, that's the only way you're going to get your foot in the door. And I think that this provides a great opportunity to do so. Absolutely. And 
it comes back to what you just said. Be present. Be mm -hmm. there. Right. And whether it's at that Wednesday morning at 730 in the morning, um, just get there and start learning the ecosystem. Learn who some of the people are that are there every single time and get to know them and then grab that mentor. Mm -hmm. For sure. It also made me think about, too, when you are kind of finding the clients, is that something that you're looking out, you're searching, okay, who's our next business that we want to work with? Or do the businesses and the small groups of people come to you and say, we actually need your help? I'm sure it's both, but... You know what? Honestly, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. um, we have a back to the you know best kept secret. Um, you know, we don't always advertise what we do as a free service, but uh, we have people coming in the door to us. Now, when we have opportunities for pitch competitions, we will reach out to a lot of our clients and say, you really need to apply for this pitch competition. You would be great. Mm -hmm. And we really encourage them and help them get their pitch deck ready and so on. Uh, when there are pitch competitions, if somebody is not a client of ours, they we make sure they know about our services. Mm -hmm. Because we are a free service with the Papa John's Center here too. The Papa John's located across the state um, as well. We just want to make sure that we get people the resources they need to succeed. Right. Um, now, when it comes to you know somebody out there that's like, oh, I wish they were our client. Um, you know, d everybody has a different story. Right. So uh, I, I learned that. A long time ago maybe at the beginning I had you know here's what maybe that goal client would be but at the end of the day everybody has that story or the story behind the story mm -hmm. and learning those is what keeps us here every day is what keeps us going and also it's our drive and we really want to just keep trying to help them so uh, do we have a perfect client um, every client that comes to us we make sure we give them a hundred percent Looking down the road a bit, there's been a lot going on within the SBDC. You just started a new rural business innovators organization. Are there any other um, goals or big picture things that you would hope to see in the next three, five, ten years, whatever down the road? Um, any big projects or goals that you have? We definitely want to pump up the rural business innovators, and we would like to have it be more of a public-private partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's where we're really going to help to open the doors for a lot of those folks, especially out in the rural areas. Um, another project that we're working on is the inclusivity challenge. And our inclusivity program, we work with everyone. Mm -hmm. But we also found during COVID that a lot of minority-owned businesses closed at a much faster rate, sometimes double the national average. And we can't have that. Right. So that forced us to recommit to expanding our outreach on that and, and really finding creative ways to get in front of a lot of um, refugee populations and minority-owned businesses so that we can help provide more services for them. Now, what's come out of that is we have law firms calling us now saying, hey, we'd love to do some pro bono work for some of these projects you have going on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Some accounting firms, what can we do to help? And that right there, we're just seeing the tip of it. But to get more of the public-private partnership to really advance this and make this even more statewide intensely than what we have already mm -hmm. is, is really what our end goal is. 
And that also will contribute to sustainability of programs that are a little bit more labor intensive, the rural business innovators and, and helping us get out to the rural areas. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that's tough with the broadband deserts that we might have out there and um, just sometimes lack of resources. And that's why we need to make sure we keep pushing for that so that the voice of the rural entrepreneur is heard. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure within the next five years, too, and just we're, we're still all recovering from COVID. We're still all kind of getting over that uh, those trials and everything within COVID. And so I would hope, I mean, and you can attest to this too, I think that people are kind of in a place right now where they're, okay, I want to help. I am I just sat in my home for a year and now I want to get out there and what can I do and how can I be a part of this? And so I, I hope that that's kind of been the experience that you've had and continue to have. We're, we're just getting into the other end of it and who knows what else will happen. But if COVID has taught us anything, it's kind of, we need to, help each other out we need to lend a hand and wherever we can help out we can do that and so that's very optimistic to see that's what your experience has kind of been absolutely and people really have stepped up mm -hmm. um, if we even venture out into the retail side into food service those are the food service industry in particular has been decimated and we saw more and more people um, volunteering not to cook at home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I say that a little tongue in cheek, but, um, you know, we needed to get out there and we needed to show support. Right. Um, we needed to save a little space for grace and have patience and understand that, you know what, there's a labor shortage across the state. Um, we have supply chain issues that will not be rectified anytime soon. And we're also running into the end of a lot of the government programs. So, how are we going to manage childcare? How are we going to manage the supply shortage of workers and at the same time reevaluate some of the supply chains? Mm -hmm. So there's still some big issues on the table for all businesses from the retail restaurants all the way to the in more innovative companies out there. But they all have a lot of those same issues, mm -hmm. those three that I just mentioned. And so our job isn't done. Right. Uh, yes, we're coming out of COVID. Do we know what tomorrow is going to bring? No. But the rules aren't written. Mm -hmm. There's no guidebook for, okay, when you come out of a pandemic, here's what you need to do. Well, and that's what we were just talking about. Your day-to-day -day is in direct comparison to what this experience will be like and how we really have no clue, but you're just saying, all right, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to do my yep. part and I want to be a part of it. So that's, that's cool to me. It's exciting <laughs> because it's part of, I mean, as college students, we're sitting here and we're kind of getting the prep work to say, okay, I want to step in that role and I want to be a part of it and I need to learn a few things before I can do that. But it's really exciting to see as a young adult that that's kind of the future that's out there and that right. there's a role out there for everyone and I can figure out whatever those talents are for myself and then find where it fits. So it's, it's, it's exciting to see as a college student that what the real world is like. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. And they need all skills. A lot of times people say, well, I just don't know how I could get involved. Well, the first step is saying, hey, I want to be involved. Mm -hmm. What can I do? How can I do more? And it could be anything from helping to host a One Million Cups to actually sitting as a mentor with a company. Mm -hmm. So everyone has skills. Everyone has something they can bring to the table. So I guess I'm going to challenge everybody listening to take a second, look around and go up to whether it's a resource provider here at Iowa State University 
or a small business that has some innovation they just got started and ask them, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. And um, you can always let us know how you would like to be involved <laughs> even more sometime. Um, yeah. But in all seriousness, uh, definitely check out the One Million Cups mm-hmm. and check out some of the great things that they have going on, not only here, but across the state. There's some really great conferences, Entrefest, um, lots of different things going on that the state is really promoting entrepreneurship, really promoting innovation. And now is a great time to be in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, this was awesome conversation. and I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And if there's ever anything else I can do, let me know. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. Yes.